All right, so welcome to another episode of the Beyond Women Conversations. And with me today is Michelle Ann Lettman of PR Bell Agency. And Michelle operates PR Bell Media with a mantra of celebrating her clients every moment. Her agency's niche is focused on highlighting and sharing stories of passionate, bold, and audacious career-driven women who are themselves inspiring and positively impacting the lives of many. Michelle Ann also has a conversation series on YouTube, which premiered in November 2020, called Everyday Boss Bells, featuring one-on-one -on -one interviews with boss bells in varying industries who are making bold moves and inspiring the next generation of boss bells. So welcome, Michelle. Thank you so very much for having me, Jacqueline. It's a pleasure. I see I'm catching you, catching up with you on where are you? The North Coast, the South Coast, where? The I mean, South Coast, the South Coast, it's it's more relaxed and serene, this side of the island. So I decided to get away from Kingston and I didn't want to go to the North Coast because it's a lot of persons that side. So I want something that's just a little bit relaxing and easygoing. You may hear some birds chirping in the background, but it's all a part of nature. And I hope we're not getting into any trouble because I know you guys are on a lockdown at the moment. No, no trouble at all. I, I am I am properly socially distant from from everybody around me. And as I said, it's the South Coast, it's it's more easygoing and, and, and relaxing. So trust me, I can count on two hands the, the amount of persons here at the at where I'm staying, the resort, the villa rather. Awesome. I remember um, the food, depending on where you are, but I remember visiting a location in this on the South Coast and the food was like so fabulous. I kind of miss that, but um, yes, the food, hopefully the food I'll is, get back to it. Food is very good, like farm to table. Um, feels like your grandmother's cooking. Yes, 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 yes. All right, so you are a PR you know, boss bell. You are the boss bell of boss bells. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, something like that, something like that. I've been doing public relations for about 13 years now. Studied public relations at Caramac, that's the Caribbean Institute of Media and Communication. Well, that was back when I was going. They actually changed it to the Caribbean School of Media and Communication, but it's still, um, the acronym still is Caramac at the University of the West Indies Mona campus. Um, the truth is that I always wanted to be in media and communication, even before I even understood or knew what that meant. Um, my mom would tell me that I've been reading the newspapers from I was two. And I just always remember being so fascinated by seeing other people's name in the papers, like writing stories. And I'm like, in my head, these people were famous. Like, oh my God, these people are awesome writers. And I want, I want to have that. So when I decided like what I wanted to study at UA, I knew I wanted to go to Caramac. I wanted to be in that whole sphere of media and communication. But in my head, I was like, I can already write, so I don't need to go in the strict journalism um, pathway. So I said, what else can I do to diversify myself? Public relations, I had no clue what that was, but Karamite did a very good job of, of selling it um, as uh, 
just a different avenue. And I always saw myself as a corporate person as well. Like back in the days when I was thinking about careers, I would think about like those big corporate companies that I wanted to work for. And they kind of sold PR as the journalism of working for a corporate job. That's how I rationalized it. So I decided to do that. And as they say, the rest is history. But I, I started out working in media at one of the top media houses in the Caribbean. And that for me has been like the foundation um, that kind of kickstarted my career journey. Awesome, awesome. You know, back in the days, I remember, you know, when they do these um, career kind of direction tests where you answer a couple of questions and it tells you what you're likely to become. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. PR was one of one for me, but oh yeah. I didn't eat yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was way back in the days. And I didn't <laughs> even um take on the, the, the task of figuring out what this PR is about. I was like teenager at that time. So now that I have the opportunity, I want you to just give us a background, give us an idea. You said that Carrimac um was able to define what public relations was clearly so help us to understand a little bit more about that field so public relations in its definition is a strategic communication process that uh, enables mutually beneficial relationships between an organization and its publics i mean that sounds uh, it, it really doesn't explain it right but that's the the theoretical definition But public relations gets mistaken a lot for marketing, for advertising, for social media. The truth is that public relations is that channel through which an organization or even a person, like a lot of, especially in North America, PR professionals are referred to as publicists who have the best interest of whether it's an individual or an organization for that company or person to be seen in the most positive light. I like to think of public relations as a storytelling, but it has to be deliberate and it has to be strategic. And in that sense, a lot of companies or a lot of persons don't actively pursue public relations, but sometimes you get PR out of not even trying and it can be good or bad PR. It really depends on how you look at it but PR as it the definition say it has to be strategic it has to be a deliberate attempt to say I am going to show the best side of my organization so let me give an example Um, so I work for a corporate entity or you represent an individual right you how will oh Jacqueline Jacqueline has a business Jacqueline is doing good in the community Jacqueline has a product or service that she wants to wants person to know about. So let me try and break it down. You have a pen to sell the pen, right? When you advertise the pen, like you create a design and you say, come to my store and buy the pen for $10. That's advertising. Now what Michelin will do is I will talk to Jacqueline and say, Jacqueline, what is special about the pen? What are you doing with the pen? Um, are you, giving, are you giving out pens to different people in your communities? How are people benefiting from the pen? Then I will tell a story 
which is not paid for, what we call in PR earned media. So I will then pitch to a local newspaper, um, a radio show and say, hey guys, my client Jacqueline has a pen and it does wonders and she's doing good in the community. She's given 1000 pens to children. Um, she's giving back. So then there becomes a positive, you're not just selling anymore. You're not just advertising, you're not just promoting and just putting out flyers to say, hey, come and buy my pen for $10. You are doing something that now creates an affinity with the people in your community that say, oh, she's not just selling a pen. She's, uh, she's giving back to the community and people like to support people who are doing good. And that's the truth. So, so that's kind of how the PR professional adds value to your business or to who you are by sharing a story. So that story will not be paid for. And I think that's a big, that's a big gap in people misunderstanding PR. PR really is placing stories in credible media through relationships which are earned. That's earned. It's free placement. You don't pay for PR. Um, so your stories have to be compelling. They have to make sense. They have to be newsworthy. Um, so it, it's, it has to be more practical. So people have to see it and experience it to, to probably understand PR a little bit more. But, but really, it's about telling stories of people. It's not promotion. It's not advertising. It's not marketing. But it forms a part of the bigger picture in, in any business or organization. Yeah, I see. I see the relevance of it. I mean, in terms of when you said that, you know, it, it creates an affinity and it gives a bigger, broader perspective of the individual and not just the product itself. So more or less, you're selling the person who is selling the product. And yes. A big picture for persons to be able to identify it. When you finish with this person, when you finish doing this PR work for this person, there is something specific that that person will have, that people will be able to identify them. Yes. Awesome, yes. awesome. So people, so think of public relations as the thing that people, the, the story, the thread that people will say, okay, Jacqueline is known for this, or my company is known for that. Because really, as a strategic part of your public relations um, program, you're supposed to kind of define how you want people to view your organization. And we can think about many companies around the world and even locally here in Jamaica, where when you think about the company, you, you immediately, that company does good work in the community. That company gives back a lot to education. That company gives back a lot to healthcare. That company supports the disabled community. So if you, if you are not in that sphere, because a lot of companies don't necessarily do PR. That's the truth. They, they just do business. Um, but the truth is that PR, for me, ultimately gives, goes back to the bottom line as well. Um, it's hard to prove um, in terms of how it does, but I believe the more people see your company in a positive light through positive storytelling, people would want to do uh, business with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're talking a lot about organizations and corporations, but let us kind of focus on individuals, um, business owners, that kind of thing. 
position, how, how do we, what are some of the mistakes that you see them doing in terms of positioning themselves in the marketplace? So with individuals now, because a lot of persons now are entrepreneurs, small business owners, right. um, and everyone is looking to plant their feet and to be seen publicly. The truth is that PR is evolving as it uh, has always been based on the new media that uh, surrounds us. Um, digital and social media is uh, is big now. Um, it's not at the place where it's uh, it has uh, depleted traditional media. Um, traditional media still has its place, but we have to give credit to digital and online platforms. Um, I think one of the biggest mistakes I've come across is even when people come to me, they're like, um, who can I, which editor can I talk to to pay to get something placed? And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. You don't pay for PR. If you have an artwork that you want to place, you call the advertising department and you get it placed. When you pick up a newspaper or you pick up or you read a, uh, an online magazine, there's a difference between what is deemed editorial content versus what you see in terms of advert advertising. And I think we both know the difference by now. When it, it's, it's just more authentic. It's, it's written words. It, it, it gives credibility to what it is. Those things are not paid for. It is basically, as I said, you having a relationship or having a PR person who has a relationship with the media. And when I say have a relationship, it means you know the editor. You don't have to know the person personally, but you have a list of contacts for the media. You know who the editor for a certain publication is. And this is something that PR professionals need to know or persons who whether they have an internal PR person or they, they are doing PR for themselves, which I recommend that you get a PR expert um, if you want to get public relations out of your business, is that you must know where you're positioning your, your, your public relations. So there are different sections in a, in a magazine. There are different radio programs. There are different sections in, in the newspaper. You can't just blankly send a story to all editor, for example, when the product is talking about health or it's a fashion um, product or it's a beauty or and lifestyle. So that's a lot of mistake that people make where they send out a blanket press release or they send out a pitch. A pitch is basically like short two paragraphs to an editor saying, okay, I have this story that I think you may be interested in. You give a blurb. And the reporter, the editor, explores it and does a further interview. A press release, you, you would have already drafted the story, um, the news item, and send it out. But you must know, you must have, it must be targeted. It can't be to everybody because news is very specific. Again, when you read the newspaper, you're not seeing health things on in the auto section, there's an auto section and it speaks about cars and so on. Um, so you can't just blankly send things out, but I must reiterate that you do not pay for placement for public relations. If anybody is paying for placement, it is unethical. That's just the bottom line. Um, if an editor or a reporter or a news person asks a PR professional for money or 
anything of the sort, it is unethical. And a PR person should not bribe or try to bribe any media person for placement. It is an authentic and natural process. We get file 13. There's a, there's a thing in the newsroom that's called file 13, Jacqueline, where a lot of press releases go to file 13. Never sees the light of day because one, sometimes there's a space constraint because we know the newspaper is just so big and no more. And um, another thing here, yeah, the publication as, and, and, we, and you, you own a magazine. So, you know, editorial ratio is in relation to um, advertisement because the truth is that advertising supports the editorial um, content that, that, that's printed. So there's sometimes space constraint, but sometimes it's just not newsworthy. Um, and newsworthiness is a whole different teaching in terms of relevance, how many persons it impacts, um, and so on. So in, in, in assessing your news value, you have to think about, okay, is it really something that should go in the national newspaper if it only benefits my company? Or is it beneficial to, to the wider um, public? How many persons is gonna impact? How relevant it is in this time? So there is, there is so much um, that goes into um, PR. Yeah, I wanna talk a little bit about branding because it's very hard for individuals to differentiate between PR and branding. And I'm hoping that you can shed some light because now that I'm listening to you in terms of the whole matter of PR and the fact that people must pay, and I really am seeing a bit of that out there. I'm wondering if it's branding versus public relations. So can you, is there a thin line between the two? Can you help us in that regard to understand? There is so much talk about branding these days. Um, and the truth is that so much overlaps, especially in the, this whole sphere of marketing mm -hmm. and, and publicity and promotion. Um, but, but PR contributes to your brand. Okay. Because your, your brand in what I have learned is your brand is a promise. And what that means is that what, what you say you will do, so a brand is not just a logo or your campaigns, the part of how you position your brand. But again, when somebody thinks about Jacqueline, what, does, what, do, they, what do they think about? What do they associate you with? What is your brand persona? So that's really what it is. What do you promise that you will deliver with your product, The Beyond Woman? What's that? And if people don't immediately think about that, then there is work to be done. So your brand is created by you, the company, the person. That's what your brand is. But it's also, are you doing enough? And that's where PR comes in. I believe okay. PR supports okay. the positioning of your brand. Okay. So the Beyond Woman wants to be known to inspire how are you doing that are you are you are are you thinking about okay how am i positioning myself so when persons think about the beyond woman they can say yeah man that magazine that woman behind the brand her purpose her brand mission her brand vision is to inspire women so that's really what brand is your your why um what's your promise what are you promising to deliver um you read earlier 
I am my my brand is about celebrating people. Mm-hmm. And in everything that I try to do, I try for that to come out. On my personal social media, I am very celebratory. I celebrate myself, my brand page. It's about celebrating my clients. The 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 stories, the the imagery is about celebrating people, their accomplishments, their achievements. So if they have a birthday, if they launch a business, if they're having a baby, if they're graduating, if it's whatever it is, you are. That's what your brand is. So your mm-hmm. page, you see, you see all these these. Um, inspirational women on the cover of your magazine you're telling their stories in hopes of inspiring aspiring women so that's really your brand so if i i hope i i explain that um yeah adequately yeah so i'm I'm getting from you that the brand comes first yes and then the pr supports what you're trying to put you must define exactly you must define what that is PR, but the truth is that without PR, nobody will know what your brand is. Okay. Okay. You understand? That, so that, it's a that ties it in perfectly. Yes. That without ties PR, it in nobody will know. Nobody will know who you are. Nobody will know what you stand for. Nobody because because advertising can't do that alone. Mm-hmm. Social media can't do that alone. For me, stories are the glue to 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 kind of telling people more of who you are and it's not just even about you the person or the company but how you are impacting other people's right. lives the environment the community rather community if if you are a company that strives on environmental issues um eco-friendliness then that's your story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it really depends again once you set your your brand and what is that you want people to associate um with you then you start to create those pr stories which again why the word strategic is important because your pr program must be planned you you must know the messages that you want to share and the stories that you want to tell that resonate with people okay i always thought that branding just stood alone and i didn't need a, a, a pr person because i'm really a background type of girl people <laughs> might not think that but i um I don't like, you know, the line that I always felt like the business must support itself and must stand alone. But I keep hearing that. No, note. it can't. Individual not in this behind. time. Right. No, right. not in this time. Um, and interestingly, you say that. I, I don't know if I've always, I wouldn't consider myself a background person, but what I've always done was just done the work. I've just always done my job. And as a peer person, what a lot of people think is that um, the public relations profession is glamorous and you go to all these events and you dress up. And I'm like, no, even marketing on a whole, marketing managers, brand managers, people think it's all glam and you just plan events and plan these campaigns and it's just partying and wood. No, but like it's a whole production, it's work. Um, for example, in my corporate life, there are some events that or some activities that once it's over, my work is just beginning. So when you have a product launch or um, a major execution and everybody it's is finished, that's when my work starts because I am on the phone talking to editors, I'm developing stories, I'm, I'm captioning photos, I'm arranging interviews and my job just started. It's, it's, it's not easy work. 
So when you, you, you have to dress up and show up at the varying things, um, but uh, it's, it's really a lot of work. And I- yeah, sounds exciting though. <laughs> sounds, it sounds rewarding and, and I get the feeling that, you know, that's how you feel about it. No, I love, trust me, I love it. There are some days, I've been doing it for over a decade now, and there are some days I'm like, I want to do something different. And that feeling goes away in two seconds because I'm like, wow, can I really not do this? Like, even if I go in something else, I feel like I'll always, uh, I I can't detach myself. And then I'm a media girl. In that, that kind of rapport that I have with uh, um, media professionals, because that's where I started my career, I still have that love for journalism and just for that that real interpersonal relationship and professional relationship that I've developed um, with media practitioners. So I I love it. And more so, I, I love when I see a story in the paper about my company or a client and I see the responses to that. It is something that... Uh, it, it, it gets me. I've been doing it and I probably have I've accumulated, oh my God, thousands of pieces, but each one still gives me that warm, tingling feeling. If I write a piece about, you know, Jacqueline, and just to see, just to see the words and imagery in, 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 a, in the paper, it, it's so different. Imagine doing an artwork with just a pose of you and it's done and it's printed in the paper and that's it. And it's like, oh, Jacqueline, the CEO of the Beyond Woman, and that's it. But imagine reading something that's unique about you, telling the story, like, and you can vividly just just picture it and the words, and it's spread out over um, the pages of a magazine or a newspaper. That it's it's completely different than just compacting that into a visual and pay for it, and it comes on a page and most people skip ads like it has to be something that's uh, like stands out but people will read a story and they will learn so much and hold on to it and remember you more somebody seeing a picture in a in an ad they skip the pages they don't remember you but if they read that story i promise you they'll be able to remember you easily I want some so it still gets me excited. <laughs> I need some corporate sponsors to hear that and and for them to understand that it is storytelling it is a yes. storytelling that captures, you know, the attention of people. Yes. You know, and, and sponsor the storytelling. That's what I'm saying. Sponsor no, but you see, that's no, no, hold on. So so that's so that's so that's where we have to make the, the distinction. Storytelling is not sponsored. I know that. But I'm yes. just saying <laughs> I would love. What, 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 what corporate, what, what you're, what you're, what you're, what you're, what you're asking for is for companies to support, support, um, content or to support publications rather that tell positive stories, because the truth is that without the support of, uh, um, newspapers, without advertising in newspapers and magazines, the truth is that we won't be able to read um varying content that's that's how we learn about news think about the news that's how we learn about what's happening in our country um and without the advertising support to print um the newspapers then there will be no content for us to consume 
exactly. um, which cuts across. Uh, um, I mean, current affairs, human interest, which human interest um, is one of my favorite types of writing. Human interest, feature stories, personality profiles, they all form a part of these varying publications. And I mean, it needs support, but and the actual needed. PR itself is not sponsored. So I just wanted to, to make that clear. Crystal clear. All right. So um, I want you to talk to an individual. You can use me for argument's sake, as I mentioned earlier, that um, I had a difficulty, um, you know, aligning my thoughts with my actions in terms of putting myself out there in the forefront. So I want you to talk to individuals and let them understand how, um, I know you talked about it, but but let's be a little bit more practical. How mm -hmm. can PR really move you from nowhere to somewhere? Like, what are some of the things that they can, they themselves can begin to at least do in order to get the kind of exposure that they need? Okay, so I'm gonna actually use myself as an example here. Okay. As I said, I didn't see myself as a background person, but a lot of persons knew me as a public relations professional in corporate. And last year, Jacqueline, I, I think it was probably just the whole pandemic and everything that was happening. I was working from home. I was doing a lot of self-reflecting and just saying, how can I do something that fulfills me um, on a personal level where I kind of have full responsibility for what I do with uh, whatever it is that I want. And I've always, about five years now, I actually gave myself, probably over five years now, I gave myself the moniker, um, the PR bell, having come from the PR girl to the PR lady or something like that. And the PR bell stuck with me. And uh, I didn't even understood. I think at the time I just thought of the word bell as a girl and over time, I actually got the meaning that it means beautiful. And I always tell people that beauty for me is, has so much depth. Like it's not just beautiful what you look like, but just who you are as a person. And I said last year, you know, I'm going to start a business service oriented because <laughs> I offer a service. I have technical skills in PR, but I've always just done it for corporate. Um, I've never thought uh, really long about having an agency and I registered my business and I've never done PR for myself, Jacqueline. I've done PR for so many companies. I've done PR for so many individuals and I've never done it for myself. And the truth is that I could have launched a business and could have opened, I could start social media account because that's the new way of kind of getting people to, to know that you have something going. But I could have done that. And if I did not do PR for me, nobody would now see me as, would not now recognize that, oh, wow. Yeah, Michelle does PR for real. It, 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 to me, it blew my mind, Jacqueline, because I'm like, I've been doing this for over 10 years <laughs> and I've been, if I may say so myself, I've been pretty successful at it, mm -hmm. but it wasn't until an actual PR piece came out on me, a PR piece, meaning a story was written about me where it's interesting because what, what begins to happen is that stories can reach so, 
so much depth and it doesn't only affects you in a Jacqueline because in that story I spoke about where I came from that's Spanish town St. Catherine so now people from that community now start to say yeah man yeah man I'm probably no or no I went to St. Catherine high school so then everything in the story then starts to connect to other people and you see how that creates affinity now yeah. so some you see and I can't do that and I can't do that. I spoke about a teacher in the story who impacted my life and somebody, and it, it, it created new connections because somebody in the diaspora overseas read that article and reached out to that teacher. Same thing for a former boss of mine. She reconnected with a mentor because they read that story and she messaged me and said, Michelle, I haven't spoken to this person in over 10 years. Thank you. So sometimes in telling your stories, you positively impact so many other people. You, you create and build relationships that it wasn't even your intent, but the power of storytelling and the amount of support I got through that article and the amount of persons who messaged me and reached out to me saying, I never know that you did this um, independently. I never knew, you know, and I got business from it, Jacqueline. So I'm telling you, if I never did that PR piece, a lot of persons wouldn't know, wouldn't see me in the light of being a consultant. They would just say, oh, she worked work for a corporate company because what happens when you work for it's so different when you work for a corporate entity in any role people just automatically see it as your work is a job yes, right? yes i don't have a yes. job i have a career yeah. and they, they they don't necessarily see you as the muscle necessary because i'm saying she have enough support yeah i don't really michelle alone i do that which i have a team but sometimes they don't see your strength as as that you know so when you create a niche for yourself and show your strength as this first that yeah i and you start to promote what you do independently that's not a part of a corporate company that i can do pr i can do pr for jacqueline i can do pr for mary i can do pr for john and they see authentically that you've done yeah. that and they see that you've done that for yourself mm -hmm. because even with my show everyday boss spells I create, I never just went and sat down and filmed and just put it on YouTube. I created PR around it and I created PR for the people, which goes back to me celebrating people. I made PR around the people who were a part of my program to say, these women are career driven women who oftentimes a lot of them aren't women that some, most of them were usually on the other side of the chair. Cause I interviewed quite a bit of hosts and media personalities. So people got a, a different look at, at some of the women. So you have to PR yourself. And I, and I learned that <laughs> last year. That's just the truth. I learned that last year because I've just always been PRing people and, you know, you don't want to. And the truth is that, Jacqueline, we, we are sometimes afraid to do that because we don't want people to, to say, oh, you, you, you're showing off or you're promoting too you're too much you're or extra. you're promoting yourself or yeah. you're extra and i'm like oh all right cool i'm my big man i really don't care no it's true like you get to a stage where you're like really for what though for why are you holding yourself back why are you stopping yourself from doing what you want to do um i tell people you just have to be aware that there's no conflict if you still have a corporate job and you still have a nine to five you still have to operate in a realm where there's no conflict of interest. 
um, when you do things on your own personal time. But I'm happy for the company that I work for. They support entrepreneurship wholly, like fully. Um, but again, as an as a mature professional, you still have to understand um, the parameters of uh, when you're speaking for yourself than when you're speaking for your company. Okay, so, okay, awesome. So I endorse... Yes, I endorse PR for yourself as if you're not a public relations professional, I encourage you to look for ethical PR persons, um, research them, see their portfolio of work, because lots of persons, the truth is that because the profession is not regulated, like marketers are not, are, are, they, they see it, it's the, it's, it falls under the arts and the creative a lot of persons believe that everybody can do marketing and everybody can do PR. It's simply not true. Um, we may not have done um, how many years of specialized training like doctors and so on. But I mean, if you, if you went to um, university and studied and trained like I did and so many others, you are, you are deemed a PR professional or a marketing professional. And I'm not saying there are persons who may not have been trained um, theoretically or went to university for it, but have garnered the relevant experience and skill set over time. But the truth is that a lot of persons tout and say they are um, marketers and PR professionals, and they simply are not. Mm -hmm. um, so I encourage persons to do the research. Um, I mean, things are out there in black and white. Um, another PR professional I saw did a video the other day speaking about uh, being Googleable. And what does Google say about people? And it's a true thing. I mean, you, you put somebody's name in a search engine. And for the most part, it kind of tells you the truth about who that person is online and gives you an insight into, into the work um, that persons do. So these days, if you are not online, you don't, you don't exist. Um, but I, I encourage people to do the relevant research. And if, if you as a PR professional is, uh, persons are asking you to pay them for placement, that's a no, no. There's no pain for placing any story editorial content you pay for advertising that full stop but okay so i yeah i wanted to 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 um add to what you're saying the world is so open it's like a big huge global marketplace so you have a whole heap of people you have real people you have fake people so yes we must do our our research but i also want you to just be clear when you I know you, 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 you mentioned the whole fact that it must not be paid. But if I'm coming to you, I have to pay you, though. I want you to kind of clarify that. Okay, I, I probably missed that latter part in terms of the clarification. No, what I'm saying is that you mentioned on more than one occasion that you don't pay to get your story into a newspaper, magazine, whatever. But we have to, if I'm coming to you, I have to yes. pay you though for your services <laughs> to get me yes. into that. <laughs> yes. So, so I don't yes. I'm thinking that it's free, free, I'm, free. No, <laughs> thank you for that, Jacqueline, because let me tell you something, girl. Again, what I find, because it's, it's an interesting thing. If you go to a lawyer, 
you're I don't have legal. I don't have legal background. I have not a clue. If I get in any trouble, I have to I have to seek the advice of an attorney. Before that attorney gives me any piece of advice, Jacqueline, you best believe I have to pay a consultancy fee. I have to pay if, if you're gonna retain the person, you have to pay a deposit, something. The truth is that I find people take advantage of people in the creative industry. They want your ideas and feedback. And I will give you examples. People who I know have reached out to me and, hey, I'm going to start a YouTube series. I'm going to launch a book. I want to give back to my community. I want to organize a treat. Um, any idea on how I can do that? Sure, you can send me an email and we can arrange a consultancy. And then dead air. <laughs> they don't want to pay. They just want you to just tell them. Hey, Michelle, can you can you just tell me how to do this? And I'm like, no. If you knew or if you can do it on your own, go and research it and do it on your own. People don't want to pay you for your service in the creative field. And I see it happen a lot. They don't, they don't want to pay you for telling you how to do this or to get it done because they think it's easy. Jacqueline, I'll tell people, you have to pay me for the relationships that I've developed. The, 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 I have developed that over years of consistency and building and giving great stories and quality. So the I can say, okay, probably one out of 10 times, my piece, my, my releases don't get carried or a story don't get picked up. And I'm probably using one heavily because it may just be 0.5. Because over time, your experience will teach you that. And even with your clients, you have to say to your client, why Jackie, that now I cut it? Because <laughs> your clients will push it. I say, yeah, man, I'm going to say, no, Jackie. It never take, it never come out of the papers. I waste your waste time. The editor, and then you're the, as the PR professional, you know, you're the one who's, the editor goes to no man, Michelle know better. Michelle and know better. Right. But yeah, That's well, Michelle and I send me this. <laughs> Why Michelle and I send me this? Right. Like, that doesn't make sense. So people have to trust PR professionals because a lot of clients, they want to write, but they want to write over the press releases. I've seen so many memes and jokes about clients and the amount of edits and changes they make when you do a pitch or a, a press release. And I'm like, um, um, if you know, if you can do it yourself, you should I just do it yourself because I, I know what I'm doing. I promise you that I know what I'm doing. I know what the media is looking for. I know what they want in the lead of a story because oftentimes people just write and they think I'm such a great writer. Um, okay, cool. But you've buried the lead at the end of the story. <laughs> like you, the story that you're telling, you've like, it's down at the bottom. Like you're telling us all the unnecessary things at the top mm. and that's where you grab the attention. So yes, you pay a public relations professional for their service, for their experience, for their expertise, but you never, the PR person never pays the, the media to carry their client's story. So you're paying for the service of the PR professional and not uh, the placement. So mm -hmm. let's make that uh, in distinction. Yes. Very, but yeah, mm -hmm. PR professionals need to eat too. Right. <laughs> we need, right, we right, need right. to eat too. And we went to school. <laughs> and you had to pay for it. It was free. And I had to pay for it. <laughs> All right. I have one last question for you, Michelle. Um, 
can businesses succeed without PR? Just ah, oh, I I I want to say I want to say no. You know, people may think this is is quite bold. Um, because the truth is that PR, you sometimes you oftentimes get PR without even planning for it. Without even planning for it, you get PR. Um, but the truth is that I believe more successful businesses are successful because of PR. I, I, sure, I think businesses can be successful because it depends on your product. That's the truth. It depends on your product and what it is that you are, you are offering, and it may be something that people need. But I think there is a greater benefit there is a greater sense of loyalty and affinity that comes with a company that does deliberate strategic public relations. So I believe you'll be more successful if you do that. And even individuals, I think you will be more successful if you create and execute a proper public relations um, plan. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sounds good, sounds good. Um, I don't know, in wrapping up, I don't know if you want to just say something in general in terms of PR Bell and um, who can come to you for your services and how, well, let's not promise anything, but who can come to you for your services and what you'll be able to do for them. I believe one of the major things I want to point out is that uh, PR is not guaranteed. Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of clients will think that, uh, okay, I, I will pay Michelana to, to execute a public relations plan and we send out a press release or, or we pitch for interviews and they think that it's guaranteed. I, I make no guarantees on public relations. Um, what I can tell persons is that if we have a good story to tell and it has all the tenants of, of, of what uh, media is looking for i mean there's a great chance that it will be published but there's no guarantee so i i will never take anybody's money or give any advice say so, yeah man i can guarantee you pr i've seen that somewhere and i was pretty taken aback on a pr person's website that they guarantee placement and for me that was sketchy i cannot guarantee placement i do not own the newspaper it's not a paid for advertisement where I'm saying, hey, here's my, here's my ad, place it. There is no guarantee in PR. However, you can be confident that if you have a good story to tell, if you have, you have a good um, product that benefits not just your company, that people will be interested. People would want right. to learn more and hear more about it and, and give you a platform to speak on it. Um, the other thing that I want to, to say is that I want young women to, to look at public relations as a career, not just a job, as a, as a profession that can advance you. Um, it's a field that you get to meet so many people and it builds so many skill set. patients being one of them, because I'm telling you, the the tenacity and the the drive to to hear to hear no okay that story is not good enough for you know this like trust me to do this for years on end and constantly pitch and pitch and pitch and follow it builds your interpersonal skills um in terms of just having to 
relate with people. Jackie, I've been talking to people for years in media and I don't know what they look like. Oh, wow. Trust me, it is, it is very interesting. You talk to people who you meet 10 years down the line. It, it has happened to me recently where from I was at the Glean, I've been inter interacting with editors just through emails, telephone calls, and I meet them years later. And they're like, I've been following your career, you know, like, I'm like, well, I know your name. <laughs> I've been talking to you. And you build that kind of relationship. But I, I love it and I encourage persons to do their research, learn more about it, because I know it can be a little, it's, it's a gray area kind of career. That's the truth in terms of people not understanding it. But if you get to know it and experience it, and for me, I am still learning because I am from a time where traditional media was like, I want my things in the newspaper. Yeah. Like, I want to see my client's story. I want to see my company's story in the newspaper but I mean that is shifting um, where I am now looking more at uh, like online online outlets because that's where people are consuming their content people are online reading so you have to so you have to think outside the box you have mm -hmm. to find those reputable online publications and news media reputable being the keyword because everybody has a blog Everybody has a news source these days. And so again, you have to do your research, but um, it's a really good profession, especially if you, if you just enjoy celebrating people and sharing people's stories. And I've always wanted to do that from the age of two, reading papers and say, I want to see my name in the paper. Uh, with PR, you don't get a byline. And that's the other thing. As a public relations professional, you don't get a byline in the paper as in you can write many stories and many press releases, but you don't, it's not shown written by, by Michelin. Um, you have to be a journalist or reporter. Good thing I did that before. So my name is, is, is immortalized out there <laughs> writing stories, but mm -hmm. I think it gives you such um, pride and it's, it, it's really just a warm feeling when you are able to achieve something where you put somebody else in the spotlight and you see the ripple effects and the benefits that that comes um it's something i look forward to doing every day even on the days when i really don't want to uh, i'm tired i don't want to do it but i guess that's that's how that's how the love the love comes in and you know you truly love it even when you're and, tired and at and the end of the day it, so. at the end of the day you are doing your purpose i think that that's essentially what it is it's your purpose. Boy, I, I hope so. I truly do hope so. Well, the they truth, say that I, I don't know if I'm defined. They say that if you get up and how, how does it go? <laughs> if you get up and it doesn't and, and it doesn't feel like work. Something say like if that. you love if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Exactly. Exactly. Boy, I, I actually asked somebody that question on my on my program. And the truth is that you know what? I don't I am somebody who I I don't know. I don't necessarily ascribe to like those sayings. I know it exists because I mean, it's hard work, but you love it. So it, 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 it makes it better. I think mm -hmm. that's what it is. It's, it's mm -hmm. hard work. And like, like human beings, you go through the, the ebbs and flows of life. And nice. there are some days where you, I'm a, I think I've written this somewhere. Like I'm a girl with can't bother. And I tell people I am no seriously. Some days I really can't bother Jacqueline and 
and I am a lazy person. I, I'm a boss. My boss now, she always said that. And I'm like, yeah, I am. But I think when you love something, you, you, you have a different drive. And I tell people, you can be lazy and enjoy doing something that's work because you love it. But um, even recently, I heard Usain Bolt said it in an interview with um, Yendi. And she's like, what do you mean? You're the fastest man. You work hard for that. Yeah, he worked hard for that because that's that he had his eyes set on that. But he gave the example that a remote will be right in front of him and you will call somebody to come and get it. I'm that girl. Like, I'm like, I don't want to move. I don't want to do anything. But I enjoy doing PR. And uh, as, you, as you can see, I, I go on and on about it. Um, yes, but I really yes. Do, it's, it's perspective, I really do though. enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> I really do enjoy it. And thank you so much for, for having this conversation with me. I hope... Um, out of all that I said, um, somebody picked up something new, learned something. Um, of course, uh, you. if anybody's interested in reaching out to me, um, I am on uh, Instagram. I have your information. Yes, you'll have, have my your... information in there. Why are we doing this? Right? Sorry, sorry. It's the, it's the, it's the YouTube thing. It's the YouTube thing where they're like... Check, check out the link in the description box below. I, I am not with it, guys.